0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Moray. And this week we're joined by Matthew Moray. Hey everyone. Hey, how's it going, Matthew? Pretty good. Good. Um, We're here to talk about Shazam, uh, which is the latest... DC movie in the uh, I don't know what they're calling
1: it these days uh, the
0: the not so shared DC universe that's a little bit shared still but also not really kind of um, the film stars Zachary Levi as uh, Captain Marvel and uh, it's it's about uh, Billy Baston who's a child that can use the magic word Shazam to turn into a superhero who in the film is yet unnamed, but in comicdom is named Captain Marvel. It's just one of the... Comics are weird. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of it as far as what I want to talk about, specifically with the movie before we talk later about it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but first, I do want to talk about the sort of DC Marvel thing. Obviously, the last episode that you were on Mike we mm. talked about a Marvel movie yep. but another Captain Marvel movie called <laughs> Captain Marvel uh and that's that's one of these MCU super connected tv show at the big screen type things right that's the lead into Avengers Endgame which is going to be this massive movie uh, I'm sure you've heard of it if you haven't okay talk to me I want you on the
2: show um <laughs> and um, yeah, it must be a real narrow demographic who listens to both this podcast and hasn't heard about yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep uh,
0: <laughs>
2: it's like there's like collectively black out whenever they hear like any sort of MCU, MCU talk
0: <laughs> it's like MCU ultra instead of MK yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so DC kind of started out with this connected universe thing, but it was the most half-assed thing anyone's ever seen <laughs> when it comes to the movie biz. So they've kind of abandoned it. Um, what is the state of DC? You guys, like, what's going on over there? Are you uh, just throwing darts
2: at a dartboard and yes. making the movies? Yeah, and I think it's kind of just like let's just make sure this, this one movie is good. Like or appeals to people and, and like, just kind of put it out there and see (laughs) if it sticks guys. Like, is that okay? Like, like it's kind of like this weird, unconfident like thing, but it seems to be working for them better than whatever they were doing before trying to extend the universe and have these shared movies and characters. So I guess it's okay now, but they definitely
3: are just throwing stuff on the wall. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I kind of just prefer it this way. So, like, you have, like, a cohesive story that ends and not have, like, a bunch of cliffhangers. Obviously, you have a little bit that ties into the next movie. Like, there's always, like, an end credit scene or something. Right. But it doesn't tie into something bigger. You don't need to really know a lot about the whole universe. Like, 30 movies to really get to know these characters. Right. Like, I don't feel obligated to watch Aquaman after
2: seeing this movie. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? He's, like,
0: name-checked and stuff, but it right. has no bearing yeah. on the freaking larger story of Shazam. No. Uh, no, I like it. I actually... I think I've seen all these DC things from, like, since they rebooted it. Because they started with... Was it Man of Steel? who's yeah, technically yeah. the beginning of this. So I think I've seen all of them now. Um, I just recently watched Aquaman, and I was really not into it. Um, <laughs> but that was kind of the first one that was not part of this larger universe, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's... It has been small peaks and deep valleys for them for a while right yeah. so there was like Wonder Woman's probably the only pretty good one up until Shazam I would say mm, yeah. um you know I I'm I have no strong feelings about Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman I didn't hate those Suicide Squad's one of the worst mainstream movies <sighs> I've ever seen that movie's terrible <sighs> yeah yeah. Uh, and Justice League is really bad too Yeah, it's not one of the worst ones I've ever seen but it's up there like it's Ooh. on the cusp of the list it's yeah. real bad <laughs> a really bad movie and uh you know it's uh, like they're getting to a point where i'm like more indifferent than upset about them and shazam specifically i was actually really looking forward to i like the trailers for it i thought it looked cool i liked the idea behind it Mm -hmm. um but this really episodic like superhero of the week Story of, or form of storytelling that they're going for, I think they need to stick with it for a good long while. Yes. I think they need to break up their cinematic universe thing. Mm-hmm. I think no one's done that mm-hmm. well except Marvel. Yep, yeah, yeah. Because they had, they started it, so they had to, they, they, they were able to lay the groundwork and give themselves enough runway to really make sure they did it right and get it taken off mm-hmm. correctly. Everyone else has been playing catch up. Yeah. Now, I would argue that. They didn't need to. No, people still see these movies. Like, yeah, there's I no real reason to like rush into a Justice League movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, there's they they were only rushed by themselves. Like, yeah. Th- clearly, these movies still have legs, and they I think they will continue to for another handful of years. Um, you know, depending on where Marvel goes after this in-game stuff
2: shakes out. Um. Well, I think the problem was they just saw Avengers and they just thought, Oh, a team up movie. That's what's mm-hmm. gonna make us a billion dollars right. or two billion dollars yeah. or whatever. They into it. Yeah. And it's it was like, well, like that wasn't the moral of the story there. Like Hollywood executives are always taking the wrong messages out of successes of things. Like they thought that Dark Knight, because it did what did did well, WB especially went all in on the gritty superhero thing. Right. And other Blockbusters too. It wasn't even superheroes and like Star Trek into Darkness, like took yeah. a lot of Dark Knight yeah, 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 and yeah. other stuff. Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah. They all went like through their Dark Knight kind of movie moment right. kind of yeah. thing going on. And that wasn't like the darkness of the Dark Knight was not what made it successful. You no. know, and yeah. the team-up aspect of the Avengers is not what made them successful in and of themselves. It was right. just that they made a series of good movies that earn people's trust. And then people care about characters that are honestly B and C list level characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then they wanted to see them kind of interact together by the end of the day.
0: Right. Well, and that's kind of what you see the difference between DC and Marvel is right. Like Marvel had sold off all their major properties like X-Men and right. Spider-Man. Right. And as a result, they had to go to Iron Man, which was like, people had heard of Iron Man, yeah. but they weren't like, there weren't diehard Iron Man fans. <laughs>
1: um,
0: there were a handful, I'm sure, but uh, not nearly the way, you know, we'd mm-hmm. like to, we see now. Right. Yeah. Um, DC is playing with their 80, right? They have Superman, they have Batman, they have Wonder Woman. Like that's the that's the the they call it the holy trinity of DC, right? Like those are the three characters that have propped up that company for uh, 75 years, almost 80 years now in some cases. And so we've always pointed to Marvel as needing they couldn't rest on the laurels of that. Because they had sold off all those characters. Mm. Well, DC can rest on the name recognition of that, and they've shot themselves in the foot over yeah. it <laughs> yeah. uh, countless times. Yeah. Like, you know, it, there's this real, like, people will see Batman, oh, right? And they okay. just, like, they just, like, jam Batman into anything they can yeah. now, and it's stupid. Like, he's in Suicide Squad for no real reason. True. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know, and, and I would argue that shazam is the most organically they've ever worked something like that into <laughs> into into the story mm-hmm. it, but it, it doesn't have any major effect on the storyline but one of the characters is really into the other heroes in that universe yeah. but that makes a ton of sense right mm-hmm. like so the 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 connected universe just was a non-starter with them and you know thankfully for them i guess one woman caught but now they don't really know what to do with the sequel because yeah. it was going to be part of the extended universe and now they might be abandoning it mm.
2: And then, like. And, and well, and then also, the people who played Batman and Superman are kind of, like, apparently out. out yeah. So, <laughs>
0: Affleck for good. sure is out. Yeah. Uh, Cable is just like. He's a big question mark still, as far as I know. Godot, I think, is going to be around for a while. I think Zachary yeah. Levi is going to be around for a while. Yeah. Momo is around for the long haul for right. sure now. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
2: now they're, like, caught in this, like, half zone where they got half the Justice League people, like, yeah. continuing with sequels. But then the yeah. other people, like. They're well, gonna, and then like,
0: Ezra Miller's probably out, too, is yeah, what I'm
2: hearing.
0: Right. So it. <laughs> I don't know. And then, you you know, you have, like, the Walking Phoenix Joker movie that's coming mm-hmm. out this year, mm-hmm. but supposedly they're also doing, like, uh, like a like, a, like a weird... Leto's getting one, is, he's made, maybe? Uh, or, he's, yeah. or he's
2: involved with the female... Birds Central, of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Mormon, and so.
0: then... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. <so> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you have, like, James Gunn doing Suicide Squad 2, but it's actually going to be kind of a soft reboot of Suicide Squad. Right. So is it going to be called Suicide Squad 2, even though none of the characters are coming back? But then he's going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So it's just like, it's become this weird, like, nebulous thing. Yeah. But you know what?
2: Audiences have been able to handle it. Weirdly, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, uh, enter the Spider-Verse, okay? Here's a completely different Spider-Man. office is animated, so there's a little bit easier time to go and break it away from what's going on in live action. But, you know, you have a a separate story going on with a different Spider-Man, but you have Peter Parker's still being mentioned and shown and involved in it. Oh, and, and he people, dies. And he dies. <laughs> you know? But then meanwhile, like here's the teenage one that's going to be on screen in the summer, you know, yeah. in the live action version. So people are apparently able to go and handle these multiple continuities, I think. Yeah. Better what than you, you would have thought they would. What do you think that is? Is it like streaming? So they just have to... They have like a lot of plates spinning
0: and all the stuff they're watching on streaming as it is. And so it's just translated. And they get all kind of hit at the right time to yeah. like you know that tide rose all boats in that Maybe. aspect
2: i think it's just the fact that these movies have gotten so popular and ubiquitous and that nerd stuff is mainstream sure. like you know yeah. that like people people know like i've heard people like just drop name drop like in court <laughs> like you know i'm yeah. aware so like people go and like talk about these things like to uh, to jurors and stuff like that yeah. you right. know it, they're just so part of mainstream culture now that i think it's easy to understand yeah this I mean there's like the only like blockbusters
3: out there nowadays yes. except for like a handful of other movies so yeah like, like the Fast come, and Furious yeah. right so you're not I paying attention to means.
2: anything else besides yeah. this really yeah. you know on a cinematic level from yeah. a lot of people you know? yeah that's true that's true
0: and I, I mean we've talked at length on this show about people are only paying to see superhero movies now mm-hmm. yeah. right like yeah. that and then yeah. like the Star Wars are, like, kind of peaks and valleys lately right. with that. And then, like, they have a big question mark in their future, too. So, really, the only guaranteed money makers are the superhero things, yeah, right? Man. Or something franchise. Because I think I think Godzilla might make decent money. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, that's part of a larger established franchise, right? right? Um, so, that's doing a cinematic universe thing. I, I would argue that that might be the only one that's doing it right. Yeah. Because they did Godzilla, then Mm. they did King Kong, and they didn't jump right into Godzilla versus King Kong. They're doing a second Godzilla, Mm. and then they're doing the Mm. Godzilla-King Kong
2: thing. And, like, so far, that's been all right, you know? Um, Although, I will say, based on what I'm seeing in the new Godzilla, I kind of... I kind of feel like going to like Godzilla versus King Kong is like going to be a step back. Yeah, <laughs> I like I don't. It's kind of hard to get hyped when I go and see like the stuff that he's going to be fighting in yeah. the new one. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But it seems
0: like they've almost like. They know what they're doing. It seems like there's a roadmap to it, whereas with DC, for the longest time, it was like, "Is this what
2: you like?" Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. You're like the other guys were shit, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So what? Besides being rushed, what is it about the lack of quality in these movies? Why are they so bad? You want to go
3: first? Honestly, I haven't seen Aquaman. I didn't see Suicide Squad. I saw like parts of Justice League, so I'm not really probably the most qualified to say this. But I think the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems, is like the tonal issues mm. with the movies. Sometimes they're just like super dark, and they don't really, I don't know, feel like they need to be that way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like whereas like Shazam will get this later, but it feels a lot more earnest and yeah. like, heartfelt and stuff. So yeah, like,
0: they're not fun to watch.
3: Yeah. yeah, like you just don't really know like should I be enjoying this? Or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is this
0: a middle finger or
3: is this fun? Actually, it will go off on that. I agree in in a
2: weird way because I think when they set out a, making their cinematic universe. They're like, we're going to kind of copy Marvel for the most part, Mm -hmm. but we're going to rush it, A. But also, B, the way we're going to distinguish it is we're going to take this shit seriously, you know, like, and it's going to be mature and dark and stuff. Because this is them trying to go and make themselves different. Right. And then it's also combined, the other thing I was talking about, which is that they learned all the long lessons from the Dark Knight. And it's like, which is the darkness, is like what's cool and what Mm sells. So we're going to distinguish ourselves and we're going to go dark. We're the main things. Um and that's kind of the thorough line that kind of drove the D- Zack Snyder era of these things right. through. Mm-hmm. And they didn't always need to... It didn't need to necessarily be like that. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't I don't think that, like, you need to have a Batman V Superman at all, to be honest with you. Sure. But, but even if there was, like, it didn't need to be like that. Like, it didn't need to yeah. be so heavy. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Like, it's a bunch of dudes in tights and... Sure, They're just fighting each other like holy crap, tone it down yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think that's
0: where it. like Wonder Woman succeeded, right? Yeah. Is it's like b- kind of bright and like yeah, you know it. It deals with its darkness through a very real dark period of human history, mm-hmm. World mm-hmm. War One. Yeah. Right. Like that's like there's it's undeniably dark. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so that's how you get that in there. But like all the stuff on you know the island with her is like pretty yeah. sunny there and like a, yeah. yeah yeah, and that's the best stuff in the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it and and then you get her who's almost she's got this like bright disposition in this darkness. Mm-hmm. Still, yes. Right. So She's
2: still kind of a light character mm-hmm. and then she can throw down when she needs to. Right. right? Like, well, mm. And she wasn't compromised by it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like she's like she retains like the core of what people like her. Uh, yeah. Like about her. I mean you know I don't like Emily comics that much. but Right. Like, right, Yeah but, that's true. But you know people like these heroes because they convey heroic qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know and like I think that like when you have Batman v Superman like the two like most likable people fighting each other you know that people mm-hmm. care about. Right. And it's like, well, I'm watching my own heroes fight each other. Like this this is not something that like I can get into. Like yeah. I'm not seeing the best qualities of my heroes represented in this fight. Yeah. That's to contrast it with, you know, I know that Civil War came out the same year and you saw your <laughs> heroes fight each other. But you had seen them in mm. their bright and sunny dispositions before, like, mm. you know, five movies ago, like, that got set right. up. So yeah. you can... So it was earned by that point that you could see them fight each other yeah. a little bit on, you know, have some differences. They were still, like,
3: true to themselves.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think, another aspect of it is that I don't feel like you saw the best aspects of these characters and why people care about them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, and so, so with Batman v Superman specifically, right, like, all these fanboys have these... These raging, like, Dark Knight Returns boners, right? Which is this famous comic by Frank Miller. Um, and that's mainly what the movie was based off of. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Um, but Dark Knight Returns is this very standalone one-off character study of Batman. Mm-hmm. Specifically, it's grounded mainly in Batman's, you know,
2: point of view. And like at the ends of his career. Yeah. Like he's old and he doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And
0: he, he's like cynical and you can kind of, you, he threads that needle a lot better. Yeah. And the super, where, how Superman fits into it is Ronald Reagan makes him go fight Batman like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this wow. is the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> so
0: so Superman's like working for the government as sort of a Captain America type and yeah. Reagan is like, "Hey, go like get in there and, and fight him because Batman's know,
2: going kind of vigilante." Yeah, like, like but like, like hardcore. hardcore vigilante. Yeah.
0: And so that like that works in a comic book. Yeah. It doesn't One, they didn't do it well in Batman v Superman, but it also kind of, like, DC is so married to having their characters be super comic accurate, whereas Marvel will... They'll take Mm. liberties, because they understand that those are two different mediums.
2: Right. Like, you can't just have Tony Stark be, like, an alcoholic straight up for, like, an entire movie, you know? yeah. Yeah.
0: And DC is very, like, into making everything comic accurate, which... I guess works for some people, but like, you know, in Aquaman, they are lavishly devoted to it, and the movie suffers for it. Yeah. One, because they're trying to convey all of this lore Mm -hmm. for Aquaman, who's been around, I mean, he's been around like 50 years or something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're just dumping all this exposition on you. But then they're trying to make the aesthetic very comic book accurate, and... It looks ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. So it just looks stupid. Like, it looks like they, like, copied and pasted the characters from the comic book page into the movie, which sounds cool until so you see it. And you're like, that's really stupid. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um,
2: or, the, or freaking mother boxes in yeah. Justice League. I mean, what the heck? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know a thing about, like, Justice League's, like, main villain sure. kind of stuff, whatever. But, like. I'm sorry, like I can handle a lot of nerd stuff, but <laughs> right. mother boxes and them fighting a guy called Steppenwolf, like yeah i almost like a rock guitar solo to, like, come out when I hear that movie. I mean, that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they made that movie, man. Yeah. It's just, that's, like, too much, like, adherence to, like, the quote-unquote lore of yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: and then the one where they could have played with that a lot more, because no one really reads that comic, is Suicide Squad. Yeah. And that was, like, a disaster, man. Yeah. Like, that was the worst of these. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get interesting until the last ten minutes, and then got not interesting anymore. There's one good scene in that movie, and mm-hmm. it's in a bar. And it should have happened at the beginning of the movie. Right. And I feel like... I don't know if the movie would have been better if they would have put it at the beginning of the movie. But if they would have maintained the tone of that bar scene throughout it, it yes. would have been probably pretty fun.
2: Yeah.
0: It would have been probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the... I, I don't know, man. Like, the studio got a hold of it and just, like... it to shreds. Yeah. Just completely ruined it, I think.
2: Also, you don't kind of, like, do your third or second I mean I kind of like it's more like your second because Man of Steel wasn't really a shared universe movie and it was Mm -hmm. retroactively turning that so you don't make your second or third shared universe movie be like about the bad guy anti-hero group like that's not like a good way to introduce you to that universe either especially when they're not going to play into Justice League yeah. at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. they had no effect yeah. on yeah, the events right. of Justice League whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know. They did a lot of things wrong along the way. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, that brings us to Shazam, Yeah, which is, you know, the latest thing. It's about uh, Billy Baston, who is this kid that uh, receives the power of the wizard Shazam. Um, he's a magical character. Um, so, do you know how, like, the Marvel has, like, the cosmic universe? Mm-hmm. DC has, like, the magic universe, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these magic users, and if you read, like, there's like Justice League and then Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark is a bunch of magic using characters or like supernatural, Mm -hmm. you know, very like supernatural characters and um, that's how they've kind of differentiated themselves in the comics where like Marvel has always been like heroes, right? And not the DC aren't heroes, but they have like gods, right? And Mm -hmm. like I know there's Thor and stuff in Marvel, but these like, there are like way more of those types of beings in the DC Mm -hmm. stuff and this is the first one that's really trying to get that off the ground, kind mm. of the way Thor was, yeah. Um, trying to get the cosmic stuff right because the the Marvel Thor is more sci-fi than like yeah. just like Titan God things. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC is very like rooted in the Greek mythology aspect of it, mm. um, and so he so Billy baston gets these powers from the wizard Shazam to protect uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. However. Earlier in the film, the Seven Deadly Sins were jammed into Mark Strong's face. <laughs> um, and so now uh, Billy Baston has to turn into this hero so he can fight Mark Strong, who has taken the power of the Seven Deadly Sins and is using it to wreak havoc uh, on that. Also, some uh, subplot is that he's a foster kid looking for his biological mom. He's been in and out of foster homes, in and out of the system. And it's just kind of him try like learning essentially learning how to live up to the mantle of Shazam. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's his like arc over the course mm-hmm. of the movie. He's got his foster family with him. They play heavily into it, but we'll talk about
2: that later. Um also Shazam turns turns him into an adult. Like an adult superhero. Yeah he when he those, says Shazam right. he
0: becomes like a like a,
2: a man. <laughs> Levi. Yeah. Age, right? yeah.
0: And uh and so it's it's kind of like big, right? right. Where he's still got the mind of Billy but he's yeah. in the body of you know a god essentially, okay. yeah. and um, that's the story of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what did you guys think about
3: Shazam? Uh, you want to go first? No, sure. I liked it a lot. It definitely exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. It feels like actually more of like an older style superhero movie. Like it has like a lot of heart. Kind of like you know, it's like one of the better origin stories too, where like the superhero is actually learning his power as he goes along. Mm-hmm. Which in a lot of these other movies recently, like they already know their powers mm-hmm. kind of to begin with. So they, they kind skip of skip over it. They kind of they skip do. over it really quickly. So it kind of remind me, reminds me more of, like, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. where oh, yeah. Spider-Man's, like, he's like learning his powers and, like, doing these tests to kind yeah. of figure out along the way. So it was, like, really fun to, like, watch him go through that process. And so it's definitely more heartfelt, I felt feel like, than more recent uh, superhero movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Actually, picking back me off of that again, um... It was kind of showed the difference between this and Captain Marvel, where Captain Marvel it like, was so trying hard not to be an origin story, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and it still kind of had to be, but it just yeah. kind of paid lip service to that stuff. It goes and shows that, and we were talking earlier about, well, like would we really have like criticized, would we, would we have criticized it, like if it had just kind of done a straight origin story movie, mm-hmm. you know, and we would have said, well, this is so unoriginal and lame and stuff like that. This goes and proves that I think you can still do that, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. And because, like, I think part of the fun of some of these origin story movies is watching the hero discover his powers. Like, that second act, I think, in this movie is the best act in the movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's partially because it's, like, him kind of learning what his limits are. Well, not his limits. I mean, just kind of seeing what fun he can have
3: with it. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, just kind of more goofy than the rest of it, which yeah. I liked. Um, and you're seeing it through the eyes of, like, a child, basically. It's right. Like you have that sense of wonder, kind of an amazement they don't really have. Right. And so that's the other thing, too. I think that you can still do an origin story right
2: if you find the right angle, which is that this was like, okay, we're going to be big but with superpowers, you know? Right. kid becomes going to do adult things or just do powerful things that he couldn't do before. Yeah. How would that affect him kind of thing? So beyond just that, um, I thought that the actual, like, lore, whatever kind of Mm -hmm. stuff of it was completely half-assed and and sucked and wasn't good. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And um, we can get into that later. But, like, just when it came down to the basics of, like the Shazam sections and stuff like that in the movie I
3: thought it was really strong. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, emo- the emotional core of the movie is strong. Yes. Yeah, no.
2: Yeah. I,
0: so having slept on it we just we watched it yesterday I really like this movie a lot actually. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun watching this movie mm-hmm. and that's not something I said in a while I think. Well since Spider-Verse I guess. Yeah. Spider-Verse was really fun to watch but yeah there was something about this movie that was just like I think you hit the nail on the head it was really earnest it was really great like Zachary Levi is really good at Shazam mm-hmm. like kind of being super jacked but also like being a kid right Mm -hmm. and i really liked that you could kind of tell he spent a lot of time hanging out with the kid that played uh billy baston because he like got the mannerisms of the kid right Mm -hmm. um where you know because the kid is pretty serious um you know he's he's just kind of he's got a lot of baggage right and so when we meet him he's kind of He's not the happiest kid in the world. And he's kind of justifiably not the happiest yeah, kid in the yeah. movie. Um, and so... Uh, when you when we first see him get excited about something... He's Zachary Levi. It's the first time we see him happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And the way they kind of mirrored the performances to where... When he's Billy, we see him longing to be Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when he Shazam, that's when he's, like, really happy. I really liked that. I liked the way they they, they kind of meshed those things together because it felt consistent, right? Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like it was... It felt like it was two different people in the sense that it was two different people, right. obviously. And it, it enhanced his mood a lot. But you could also see how Billy Bass and the kid, could, if he were excited about something, would act that way. Yeah. Um so I really liked all that stuff. I thought the characters were great. Uh, well, I thought the, the 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 core characters, the core protagonist characters, were yeah, great. Yes. The villain was bad, um, <laughs> but I liked all his foster family. I thought they all had really good, like, defined character traits. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that made them really easy to distinguish. His foster parents were good. Yeah. Like, I, I liked all of that, like, family aspect of it. Um, I liked his emotional arc with his biological mom. I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was a really cool. Like, well, there's a really cool story that hasn't been told really, like in, yeah. in a movie like this, you know, like usually if you were to tell the movie of like a, the, the story of like a foster kid, mm. um, you know, who has to accept that his parents didn't want him and then gets to meet his biological parent and basically find out that that's true, mm-hmm. um, It would be this, like, super Oscar-baity, like, bummer of a movie. And I like that this is kind of, like, it goes down a little bit easier in this. Because the moment where that happens plays really nicely. But it's not, like, a bummer, right? And, uh, which, I mean, it is for the character. But it's not, like, that's not the note it leaves you on. It leaves you on something happy. And Mm. I don't know. It's just, like, we don't really tell those stories. And those are realities, you know? And so it was able to kind of take that, that thing that would be like just super dark you know somewhere else and and not make make light of it but just like i don't know make it a good story of like a positive way Mm. that this can work out Mm -hmm, to you and not just be like isn't this sad and it's like hey this is sad but you know you can get more out of it you can get what you put into it yeah essentially and i think that's cool and so I think like all the like protagonist themes and discovering the powers, it's just a lot of fun. There's really good jokes in it, you know. Yes, um, yeah. it's really funny. Um, yeah. It, it's a little bit long, but it's not too bad.
2: Yeah. Um, it,
0: it is. I think on a rewatch, it might be. Yeah, um, but I think the last act kind
1: of it goes on forever. Yeah.
0: yeah. But like you said, that second act is great. Yes, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, on the whole, though, I really liked this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the best superhero movies that's been out in a minute. I yeah. mean, I think Spider Verse is kind of its own thing. yeah um, that's true. but as far as these like mainline like Marvel DC things, I think this is the best one since what was the last <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp?
2: Yeah, I like yeah. that. I liked this more than Ant Man and the Wasp. I think. I think I liked Ant Man and the Wasp a little bit more because I felt like it was a little more cohesive. Like, mm-hmm. so you actually brought up a couple things that um, that you liked that. I kinda didn't. And so for example, I see the argument why like Shazam would kinda act a little bit different and happier because he's like, I've got powers and stuff like that yeah. than the kid. But I didn't feel like they quite meshed, like mm. like as the same character. And um I felt like the kid played it too glum and and mm-hmm. dour and stuff like that, that had a hard time kind of reconciling it with like, Shazam, like, when I saw Zachary Levi doing his stuff. And I can mm-hmm. get how, like, okay, he's got his powers and that sort of stuff. So it's, like, the real him's kind of coming out, sort of. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it was quite, like, the same continuity between mm-hmm. those two people. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bothered me throughout. And I felt like the kid, I don't know if it was a direction thing or a writing thing, its like they are writing him a little bit differently. And he, he was too much of a dick, like, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. made me not like him for a long period of the movie. And I understand that you need to kind of, like... You know, make the character learn a lesson and stuff like that so We can't mm-hmm. be perfect from the outset, but I think they need to play a little bit more into like you feeling bad for him more than you feeling like he's a jerk. And I feel like they went more for the jerk angle than mm-hmm. than I would have liked. And then, but when Zachary Levi came on, it was like I kind of forgot about that kid for a I'm second. Like, sure, and I was like kind of depressed when he the kid would come back, <laughs> like you know when Billy would like show up on screen yeah. in a way. So that's kind of really the reason why I liked the second act the most. Is we kind of dealt with just Zachary Levi doing his stuff for a while more yeah. than the rest of the movie. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I know it's a lot. I, I
0: think that, that when we see Zachary Levi doing his stuff at the beginning, though, that jerkiness is still in him, right? Yeah he's, like, yeah. he's exploiting his power to like make money off people. Right. Like, you know, we see him like basically busking with superpowers. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's, he's basically leaving his friend behind. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's got this, this friend named Freddie who's, you know, he's, he's on a crutches, mm-hmm. um, And is basically the one who teaches him how to be a superhero because he's he's super into all like Aquaman Mm -hmm. and Batman and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he basically ditches him because he doesn't have superpowers Mm -hmm. essentially. And he just starts like really exploiting his powers, which I think is consistent with what Billy would have done
2: the kid. Yeah, I think the matter is, like, a difference in how it's played. Like, I felt like the kid, when he, like, play a prank on the cops, for example, mm-hmm. like, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. he, like, he trapped them inside the store. Right. I was just, like, that's, like, a lot. Like, yeah, like, that's yeah. just, like, that's, like, just too much. Like, couldn't no, it have just be, like, like, he kind of, like, that was weird. calls them yeah. away and he just, like, checks out someone in their car and then, like, runs off. You're like, it had to be, like, he traps them inside, like, a store and then, like drives their car. Does he drive their car? No, he no, doesn't. he doesn't drive the car. <laughs> it was like it, he like uses the
0: computer in the car to, like to look car. up someone who might have yeah. been his mom. Right. It
2: was just. Like, it was just like too much. Like the way they played it. it yeah. Like, that's like a like that really is a felony offense. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, and then I mean, he doesn't
0: do anything close to that for the rest of the right. movie. Right. Yeah. It was which just like is
2: really off putting. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. It yeah. didn't like endear me. Like you need to like if you're gonna do that because I agree. Like Shazam's doing stuff that goes when he's initially becoming Shazam. He's doing stuff that's exploitative a little bit, but. He's doing it in a way that's kind of endearing and precocious, like, in a way that yeah. a kid
3: would be precocious. It's a but, super charisma. Right, yeah, super charisma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, he actually passed that test.
2: Um, but then, I don't think the kid himself, Billy Batson, either the actor or the writing of him, was about being precocious. It was more like, I don't know, this kid's like actually like heading down a bad path, like, kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... I know that's kind of weird, but I see where you're going yeah. with it. I see where they were going with it. It was just too much yeah. with like him being not.
3: Well, I think that part in the scene in the beginning with the cops is a little too far. But I think in general, yeah, his like character arc makes sense. Like, yeah, it goes from like you know, only wanting to find his mother, you know, getting back to her, and not accepting his foster families and stuff, constantly going on the run, to like at the very end accepting his true family, which is the people around him that actually cared about him. Yeah. And so I feel like that kind of still worked in general.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because they got away from that cop yeah. thing at the beginning, too. That's, like, the worst thing he does. But it's really bad. Like, yeah, yeah, I was just,
3: just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was too much. Yeah. It was a you, like, introduction <laughs> to the character.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, but I did like... Uh, you mentioned something else. What was your other point? Um, well, we'll get back to it, I guess. I come back when I think of it. Okay. Um, uh, the foster kid thing? Yeah, the, oh, that's right. Thank you. The foster kid thing. I did like that in the sense that, like... we've seen other movies where the parents disappear and it's because like an Amazing Spider-Man because like the parents are part of this government conspiracy thing or whatever, you know, and his dad had to disappear because of reasons. And it's just like in this, like now his mom is just like a shitty mom. Yeah, she sucks. She's like, she's like the world's worst parent. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but it wasn't like any sort of like greater significance to like, this is the reason why he got his powers or Mm. anything like that. It was just like, he just had a crappy yeah. life. It's
3: like a normal human being. Doing right. He's really stupid. He yeah. yeah. just made bad decisions yeah. And, yeah. and and like it didn't work him.
0: out. Like it wasn't like completely wrapped up with a little bow. Like right. she still sucks, you right. know? Like yeah. it wasn't like she he like, came like, back bad. and was this heartfelt thing and she was just and like they yeah. reconciled. Yeah, she yeah. was just like, "Yeah, man, like I I know." Right. Yeah. Like
3: and I was really surprised by that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was too. I was like, "Whoa, I can't believe they're doing this, but it felt really nice." Like mm, I know yeah. that sounds weird, but like it just found the mandate.
3: It's
2: great. But it felt like Yeah, like this is
0: how this goes sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. it felt honest. Yeah.
2: With the exception of I think it's kinda BS that like if the kid knows his last name, and like, there's probably some records out there showing her, like, that, that she's his mom. Like, yeah. Like how bad are these cops that
3: he can't like, yeah, find by, his the, mom after all these years? Yeah.
2: And they're in the same city. I, I don't know. That part of it is kind of. Sure. Eh, it's, not yeah, this, the, it's
3: not like this, like, story's taking place in, like, the 70s. Right. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like
2: modern times. Yeah. That yeah. part of it I'm a little iffy on, but yeah. <laughs> that was a little. I think there's
0: not some weird plot like,
3: holes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah. can kind of excuse those. Right
0: yeah um but yeah the i i thought that that scene with the mom that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie actually because it was just like yeah sorry i'm terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> tough luck kid you know right. and it kind of forced him to accept the like like you were saying matthew like the family that actually cared about mm-hmm. him and like i thought that was really a nice arc because if it would have been like we reconciled it's like there's no need for this foster storyline yeah story you know, and so it was a nice way to like be honest and, you know, confront a harsh reality that I think, you know, as not a foster kid, thankfully. Right. But I think a lot of foster kid stories are more like this than not. Yeah. You know, Um and so I think it's very real. I think that they did the legwork to make a story that's really relatable to kids that don't get to see that a lot, especially mm-hmm. with a hero mm-hmm. at the center of it. And so... I don't know if they're doing like any sort of work with foster families to get kids to see it yeah. or what, but I think they, they should. should. Yeah. So I think they should. I think yeah. that it would be great.
2: for well, And the other thing I didn't like, or I liked about it was that, um, you know in addition to the thing I always seem like seems like the found the parent was working for the conspiracy like in general like this whole thing like where I gave you up for the greater good or, like I right. had to go and do something that was more important than how to train a dragon right yeah and ugh, that one's also that panel <laughs> was so bad yeah. the second movie. like yeah I just like dragons more than you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, okay. but I'm ready
0: to hang out again yeah because <laughs> you like dragons more than people too so
2: <laughs> we cool now right Yep. <laughs> yeah yes
1: <laughs>
0: actually yeah
2: <laughs> um, no, so this was a lot more honest, and I felt truthful. Um, and I I would hope too that you know this is something that maybe could be shared with kids or something like that. In yeah, well, circumstances. And
0: I liked that you know she sucks obviously, yeah. but they kind of paint her as a little bit not victim of circumstance because she she knows the choice she made, and right. I, I I liked that they pointed out like she understands. Yeah, you know she she is very much like no I'm I'm bad like I'm I'm a bad person, but. They also show kind of even more consequences for her outside of just not having a relationship with her kid by having, like, an implied a- abusive boyfriend. Yeah. Because yeah. that is very realistic, too, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it... You get this weird... Which I think is true. You get this weird mix of, like, contempt and sympathy all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're like, that sucks. Like, no one should be in a relationship like that ever, right? Yeah. That's not... Yeah. It, like... It's, it's way more gray than, you know, the movies would have you believe, yeah. right? And so you get this weird mix of like, you're a bad person. And mm-hmm. then like you hear the boyfriend who's being crappy and you're like well you shouldn't get beat up for yeah, no reason either, either. you know
2: mm-hmm. um, it's grounded in like a human motivation that's relatable more than like I'm a bad mom and I chose dragons over you Yeah, or like, exactly. you, know, or, or like um, you know the fact that like a lot of super movies have like dead parents and stuff like that you know yeah. there's not like a lot of kids out there who have dead parents right. you know like there's a lot more kids who are abandoned by their parents yeah. you know it doesn't have to be a foster situation mm-hmm. but just one of their parents just kind of neglected them or left yeah, them yeah, or, yeah. you know single mom situation you know so that to me is something that made the movie like matthew was saying you know more earnest and heartfelt mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and as a result i think it let the
0: humor breathe a yeah. lot too because you know what we've been talking about so far has been the heavier aspects of it mm-hmm. but it never gets super dark
2: no right it's well, pretty, well like, especially with some of the bad guys well yeah stuff. Yeah, 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 the, yeah
0: that's a separate that. yeah, <laughs> out, yeah. but the, the the stuff surrounding the billy stuff yeah billy stuff is like pretty lighthearted and like there's really solid gags throughout. Uh, him learning the powers, mm-hmm. you know. There's He's great. Yeah, and you know, like Freddie, his friend, he gets like. I really like that kid for. Some yeah, time. that kid was that- actually really yeah. likable. Yeah,
2: and that's my problem with the movie too. Is like getting back to the discussion I was talking about before. I like that kid for most of the movie more than I liked Billy. Sure. Yeah. Um. And, but anyway, yeah, that kid was cool. I liked him. Um. And so you get you, you get these like bits of humor and like.
0: You know, the the scene in the convenience store at the beginning when he first gets his Shazam powers mm-hmm. and they're like they're still like using that as a science yeah, experiment yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. do." So. <laughs> like, yeah shoot him like shoot in the head yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they find out that he's bulletproof and they're like well we don't know if it's the suit that's bulletproof for you so shoot him in the face yeah and he's like yeah shoot me in the face <laughs> and that's totally how 14 year old boys are yeah. like hundred percent um totally nailed that i thought yeah. uh you know and or even just like trying to buy beer you yeah. know like that's that would definitely be a thing and then yeah. hating it like that's a classic gag but i think it works really nicely in yeah, this movie it works like in this movie. it's a very it's a very down the middle like no frills kind of like coming of age slash like grown up fantasy movie that we yeah. haven't seen in a long yeah. time yes and, and the way they did it was really cool by like wrapping it up in a superhero costume mm-hmm. um and you know, even you know, it takes place in Philadelphia, and so they show him like playing I Have the Tiger with his hands. <laughs> I, like I, I thought that was yeah. super good on the yeah. rocky steps. I yeah. was like, All right, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And there weren't there were only two things that really made me like laugh, laugh, mm-hmm. which is like pretty good. Yeah. And the rest gave me a good chuckle.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know,
0: it was there were two yeah. really funny things. The, the, the dog, the dog was great, and <laughs> yeah. then the not being able to hear it. Yeah, not yeah. being able to hear the villain. What What about you guys in the the humor?
2: um well beyond those two because i agree those are probably the best jokes is the the dog being right where he was gonna put the the bus after saving it and like having the dog move and the villain giving a speech but he's so far away that you can't hear yeah. it um i also like the part where they're trying to get out of school like initially and they're talking to the security guard <laughs> oh yeah um and, and like he like he try to pass off being like a parent and yeah. stuff like that with the shazam power uh, that part was pretty good i like that yeah um, yeah but in general i mean i just found it it was pretty good. Yeah, like, it's just charming. The yeah,
3: there weren't any jokes that like failed to land. Really, like, yeah, like a lot of other movies nowadays, like there's something like all just grown at, You know, like yeah. this, like I pretty much chuckled at least like pretty much at all of them. Or yeah, just cracked a smile. You know, like, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Good point.
0: Um, no, that yeah, that security guard thing is great because mm-hmm. there's like really good interplay between the all three of them yes. in that scene where you know, like, Shazam is trying to, like, make up for Freddy, like, being kind of crappy to the yeah. security guard, and he's yeah. like, oh, you're the security guard that the kids love so much, and then Freddy's like, no, this guy sucks, it's the other security <laughs> yeah.
1: guard. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he calls him, like, uh, Officer Moron.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Moran. Yeah. That I kind of felt bad for him by the end of it, though. Sure, but I
0: think you were supposed to. Like, yeah. I think it's no. it played that way. <laughs> Um, no, I liked, I liked all the humor in it. I thought it was good. Uh, now the villain is Mark Strong, professional movie villain. Yes.
1: <laughs> and,
2: uh, he's really good at being bad. He Maybe is. Maybe not his characters themselves. He himself, is, but. he
0: is. Uh, but like the only movie I can think of where he's not been a villain is the Kingsman movies. Yeah. Um, so he's fad. Uh, <laughs> and he's like he kind of comes up from an abusive home at least verbally we don't know physically but he as a child like gets offered the power of shazam Mm -hmm. and the way that kids are offered the power of shazam is shazam is like hey uh you know uh take my power but i'm gonna use the (laughs) so the power is to help keep the the physical embodiment of the seven deadly sins like enclosed in this shrine or whatever yeah. where they yeah. live like the lair is is what yeah. it becomes by the end of it right yeah and there were originally seven wizards on the High council whatever to help. <laughs> and shazam's the last one left and he, he he's getting older because mm-hmm. he's a wizard and they're already old to begin with cool. <laughs> and uh so his power is weakening, so pretty soon, like, he he won't be able to contain the power of the Seven Deadly Sins, so he needs to find someone to pass off his power to who's younger. Right. And so he offers it to Thad, and that's the very first scene. He offers it to Thad um, and tempts him... With the power of the seven deadly sins, and the the test is if you resist the power of that then you are willing you are able to wield the power of shazam, yeah,
1: um
0: so thad fails that test, but Shazam stops him from actually taking the power of that, and then he grows he becomes obsessed with getting back there, becomes obsessed with that goes grows up and finds a way back into Shazam's lair where he does take the power of the seven deadly mm. sins mm. into what's called the eye uh yeah. and then it literally becomes his eye and he's able to uh, it, th- so they're they're essentially living in the orb that's in his eye and he's able to call them out at will to kind of do evil things mm-hmm. with him so he goes and gets revenge on his dad and brother and uh, murders them all brutally
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, and then Shazam has to stop him
2: right yeah uh, what what <laughs> <laughs> This villain was crazy. Yeah, he was like an R-rated villain in a PG
3: movie. Dude.
0: (laughs) I can't believe some of the stuff that happened with him.
3: Like Yeah. Okay, so I kinda liked it, even though it was like totally like very (laughs) like dissonant from the rest of the movie, but like it kind of like actually establishes him as like a real threat yeah oh yeah Yeah. I agree with that a lot of other movies kind of fail to do that yeah like they actually give him a lot of screen time to show that he's like really bad (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: well so like he shows up to his dad's board meeting and he calls out the demons right and the first thing that happens is he just throws a guy out a window brother (laughs) out a window yeah that's right
2: yeah that looked like, not um, so good I did like that joke though but <laughs> <laughs> um, <good yeah>. anyway <laughs> yeah and, but then it's like the scene carries on and yeah. like you see like the people like get brutally
3: murdered like yeah. I it's their like, head I think yeah, yeah, like like a lot it, of the movies would have just cut away yeah. you know after that started but it shows all of them <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: monster bites this woman's head off and then hurls her out a different window (laughs) in the boardroom and i was like that seemed like overkill like he's just in charge of these mortal combat you know right yeah and uh then we zoom out and we kind of hear the chaos going on and then they all get slammed up against the conference room window and we still see them getting (laughs) brutally murdered i know i was like like
2: you could have just like had that one person like go up against it and, sure. then, and then they receive back or something like that yeah. and then some implied other stuff happened. <laughs> it's like, no, all of them end up against it and they still <laughs> all get brutally murdered and yeah. you see most of it. And
0: then the doors open and like everyone's dead and the dad's still alive and then Greed goes and just like starts like eviscerating him like yeah. ripping
3: him apart yeah. in full
0: view of the camera and I was like, what happening
3: like, there's no blood though there
0: is no blood that's
3: true so it's pg-13, <laughs> it's still PG-13. implied mayhem
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but here's the thing if you take that out it's a kid movie and it yeah. should be a kid movie yeah, and then right. you have this villain who's just like in charge of Demons, yeah, and they just do a bunch of demon stuff, man. Yeah, and he's really scary. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was talking to to a friend, Jeremy. This is the third podcast in a row I've mentioned your name, but he, he took his five year old to see it because uh. he was like, "Oh, it's like a, you know, like a coming of right, age, yeah. like kid, like it's a kid, right?" And yeah. then that happened, and he had to, he was like, "I had to sleep with him for five nights, <laughs> you know, like or for three nights." Yeah, and you know it. I totally see that happening, but at the same token, I also kind of liked it too, Uh, (laughs) because it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like those 90s PG-13 movies that had like toy lines, it yeah. felt like Independence Day or like Men yeah. in Black yeah. where like, I was, I remember being a kid and being like, is that something I can see? Right. And then my parents' logic was, there's toys of it, how bad can it be? Right. And they would take me to see it and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or
2: like how Robocop, which is an R-rated movie, had, had a toys. Cartoon. Yeah, and a yeah. cartoon. And Terminator 2 had like toys in the yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, Rambo. yeah, Rambo. Rambo had a cartoon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, and, the 80s, 90s. Period yeah. And that was
2: sweet. Movies. Yeah, I know. I won't go back to that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, after that board scene, I was like, what? Yeah.
2: We'll see, and that's the thing is, like, I think when we were kids, we we, we didn't get, like, psyched out or freaked out by, like, the, the implications of that. Yeah, no. Or, not even the implications. I mean, it was pretty yeah. obvious, like, what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I was never, like, kind of freaked out by, like, that kind of stuff in yeah. a movie. I was, yeah. kind of thought it was sweet. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that's what, and that's what that
0: boardroom yeah, scene felt yeah, like to yeah. me it felt like when they're doing the alien autopsy right. in independence day and they get slammed yeah. against the window and yeah, they like exactly. help me yeah. that's exactly how it felt to me yeah, yeah. and so i was like that Which, was by the way awesome. that
2: scene is actually the best scene in the movie yeah it is independence day. Yeah, yeah absolutely um, but yes i agree with all of that but being an adult it made me uncomfortable yeah yes
1: <laughs>
0: i see totally both sides of that yeah. argument completely because like i feel like I feel like just we've changed a lot It's yeah. like a culture and so like if right. I would have like if I had a kid and took him to see it I would be like what the fuck
2: what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what
0: did I take yeah. my kid
2: well, to see and what? I feel like kids themselves grow up in an environment today that's not like that yeah. so yeah. I can see how a kid today would be very freaked this out kind of like by it.
3: Gratuitous? Like it kind of reminded me of like Jurassic World where yeah. like oh like, when like, the woman gets ripped when apart when the woman gets like ripped apart and they just like focus on it for like a minute straight yeah. you know and it's just like you don't need to like show all of this. Like we did it. Like yeah, He wants to like, kill like, all these like, things. She did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's like another scene in Shazam also where like the woman, like scientist or whatever, doctor, like she gets like burned. Alive. Oh yeah, like, yeah it's like Raiders of the Lost it's, like Ark. super like uh, realistic too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like make this like that <laughs> right. Which looking. by the way, that's the director's wife. Yeah. Her <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <don't laughs>
2: I, think which I mean, I, I'm not gonna go all Freud and try to psychoanalyze this, but. Uh. <laughs> Sure.
0: Well, so David F. Sandberg directed this, right? Yeah. And he's, we kind of talked about that. He kind of got ported over from the James Wan Conjuring-verse thing. Yeah, because he right? did Annabelle. He did Annabelle Creation, the second one. Oh, okay. The the good Annabelle. Um, But he also did Lights Out, which was a pretty big movie. Mm-hmm. And so what I remember specifically about him is I was able to go to an early screening of Conjuring 2, and they mm-hmm. showed the trailer for Lights Out before. And when James Wan did the... uh the Q and a after he specifically like mentioned David F Sandberg. Like he was, he basically was like, that's my guy. Mm. Right. And so Aquaman just made s- all the money.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. and it kind of seems like WB is kind of setting Juan up to be their new Snyder. Uh, yeah. that's the vibe I'm getting mm-hmm. based on a lot of the way this is going. Yeah. And so I think when he came over to do Aquaman, I almost felt like he was like, also get my boy in charge of one of these, you know, yeah.
2: And he was able to do Shazam. I thought he did pretty good. No, he did a pretty good job. I think the thing is that you kind of see his horror background. Yes. Get reflected in some scenes like this.
0: But you see Sam Raimi's in the Spider Man movies too. Yeah. Like yeah. that Doc Ock scene is pretty scary when he yeah. first becomes Doc Ock. Yeah. And, and he gets those like weird like Raimi's Evil Dead angles in that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the craziest
2: it gets. Mm.
0: And it's nowhere near as brutal as the stuff that happens in this. Yeah. Like there's, It's nuts,
2: man. Well, yeah, well, and also to kind of go off of that, I feel like the very first scene in the movie too, like mm. the car crash, like. Yeah. I think some movies would have kind of like yeah. stepped back. Yeah. A bit I kind of knew that this.
3: was happening, but it's just like the way it was like built up. Yeah. yeah. It well, really hit you. Like, like, it was just, like, so sudden.
0: It was so sudden. And then and, we like, just like followed the kid like tumbling around. Like, and, and, like, yeah. and had, like the
3: music too. Like a like, little drummer boy or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like felt kind of It was of do like, you hear what I
2: hear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, like what?
3: <laughs> yeah. It was It was too much. And, yeah.
2: And I felt like it was just because like you can like and you're good at doing the right. horror stuff doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You know, it's a like, For this kind of movie. You know? Yeah. No. It was jarring and I think it was kind of meant to be but. Yeah. It
0: made him though. seem
2: real evil
3: like yeah, Matthew said it like it was like oh this guy isn't you know effing around I yeah. kind of liked that they started off like showing him like his origin story and then like yeah a first yes, scene the I movie. did like I that, that a good decision. Of it, I
0: yes. did too I did too I wish they would have done more with him as an adult though yes. like he just kind of was like time to do evil stuff and right. just kept doing it which I guess you got to cut something somewhere, right? right or else yeah. the movie's going to be 4 hours long. Mm,
1: yeah. And
0: we kind of got I think it did enough to like get like hey this is going to be the bad
1: guy.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, okay, you know. Yeah,
0: so it did, it did enough,
2: right? Um with it. The problem though with front loading the bad guy's story into the beginning is is that basically you have like three parts of the movie then involve like this dude goes into the wizard's chamber and the wizard goes and gives his exposition and then, like, they either reject it or they get the power or they get the bad guy's power. It happens, like, all within the first 30 minutes and it just kind of felt very repetitive. Like, I'm the wizard and I'm going to give you my powers and, like, don't do that, kid. Bye, kid. And then, like, like, 20 minutes later, it's like, it was the bad guy went next right and stole the power Mm -hmm. and then was like don't do that guy and then he got the power and then like Billy comes in and he's like I'm the wizard I'll give you my power I was like okay like it was kind of like a little too repetitive for me you know that was
0: a very good Jaman Hansu impression (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) don't do that guy (laughs) don't do that guy I'm the wizard
2: you nailed it
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, so actually that's funny because i actually kind of liked the way billy batson was like the last chance for shazam yeah um i liked that scene where he was like well this is the part where you would get tempted with the eye but some douche already stole that yeah. so i guess you're my only hope you know because <laughs> yeah. it was you know he's like he basically has to level with him and be like look man like i know you just really kind of committed a felony, but yeah. you're all I got, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And even the kid is like, what? Yeah. You yeah, know, like, and I, I deserve this. Yeah, yeah. I like that aspect yeah. of it where it's like, you know, he didn't find like a Captain America kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And but I mean, how crappy is this wizard at his job?
2: Like, there's, yeah. sure. like no kid that like like you know what I mean? over decades there wasn't a single freaking
3: sure. kid that like wasn't tempted by this obviously evil orb, yeah. tempted sure. by these obviously evil seven. But also, like, people. why didn't he like erase their memories of this? Like everyone. Seems <laughs> like it's a bad plan. Yeah, it's not in the men in black. <laughs> right, he's well, magic though. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I see like where you're going with it, which is that like you like the juxtaposition of things. Yeah, I agree with. I think that's like thematically like a strong mm-hmm. idea. But then it's juxtaposed with, like, the fact that I sounds, like, so lame. Like, you True. know, like, yeah. he's like, this is, this is like, so goofy and stupid. It's it real of, dumb. like It's yeah. real like, dumb. And the wizard's plan is, like, just so stupid. And it's yeah. kind of just, like, after some point you just, like, kind of buy into it and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it was too much. It was just too much up front, like, sure. for 30
3: minutes.
0: I think it did about. enough to kind of just be like, you got to deal with this or you keep Yeah. Me. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, and it's and
3: good the power of Superman isn't he? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure. him more OP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not this version of Superman, oh, though, because he's that's a kind true. of a dick. Yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, I had something else I was gonna say about like the don't do that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
1: I'm a wizard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are not Pro- a prospector? <laughs> prospector wizard. <laughs> um, <laughs> so There's magic in the marrow. <laughs>
0: Is that what the guy was metal detecting? He was magic detecting? <laughs> yeah. um, so then the second act happens and it's basically just like learning his powers yeah. and learning to not be a douche yeah. with them. And also the resolution of the stuff with his mom, which then leads into him accepting his foster family as his true family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then it's time for the climax, right? Yeah. And it, the movie kind of like signals it in this really like... Weird way that I didn't hate, but I didn't like, but I kind of liked where, like, Mark Strong starts to show up and he, like, kidnaps the family. Yeah. And it just, like, it feels like the movie is like, okay, time for the climax. Right. Like, it, it's yeah. very significant. <laughs> <secretive. Yeah. laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got, they, they got to show, show down. And so they do that. They go. They figure out that that he's got to draw out all the seven sins from his eye in order mm. to make him vulnerable. Mm. Um, there's a showdown back in the the wizard lair, and now, you know, original Shazam is dead, so he's not there to be like, Don't do that, guys! <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> uh. So what eventually happens is, Mark Strong is trying to get the power of Shazam from Zachary Levi, and... He realizes that he can bestow these powers on his foster family as well. So he does. And now they're all Shazams. Mm-hmm. And so they're a team of Shazams that yep. help bring down the bad guy. What did
3: you guys think about that?
2: Uh, It was fine. It was fine. Like, I kind of thought the third act was eh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel it was like,
3: like good enough. Yeah, it was
2: good enough to, like, close out the story. And it wasn't, like, terrible. Um, but, like, the action
3: itself was whatever. Yeah. Sure. So, I, I got... I like the character moments in the family, like, that stuff worked well. Though. Yes. Like,
2: I, I like the fact that he like the the family got to go and have like a moment to shine and yeah. that's more specifically to. what the question I'm yeah, asking Okay, yeah, so yeah, like yeah.
0: with like did you like that it went that direction where it's like now we're all Shazam yeah,
2: yeah I kind of I like that I, I dug it yeah. yeah and I thought it was kind of cute to different. like yeah like to watch like the little sister kind of like like still be like a little sister but now she's got like superpowers and yeah. the, that know, felt like I thought, girl was super cute she was super cute and likable and yeah. then I felt like that actor that adult actress Super Trader like did a good job of kind of like she playing that, that. Yeah.
0: like the
3: continuity I felt like I think all of them like did a pretty good job yeah
2: yeah
0: Yeah. and I liked my favorite part about that is that it wasn't a bunch of celebrities like it wasn't like no Freddie's Matt Damon you know like
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Man is played now by Matt Damon yeah yeah interstellar Um, yes I agree with that
0: so I actually, I really liked that for some reason. I was just like, that's so cool. Like now, because there's, they can be the, the wizard people and like mm-hmm. they have the lair and like they figured it out and now they're all super Like I really want to see a sequel where it's like them having to team up against people like Black Adam maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Mr. Mind.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that was the thing. (laughs) Yeah. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah. I had to look it up. I was unfamiliar with Mr. Mind.
0: (laughs) Um, So I kind of liked. The way that that kind of resolved, where it was like, yeah. now we're all, we can all be like a superhero family, and just like, I'm really excited to see where this goes as a sequel. Yeah. I don't think I've been this excited for a superhero sequel in a while, and so it's cool to be like, oh, I'm interested in this story. That went in a direction. I didn't see that coming, necessarily. No, I didn't either. And it, I really liked how it kind of, like, took me by surprise and yeah. was, like, felt, like, really fresh, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. I thought they were a better team than Justice League. (laughs) I liked all of those characters more than almost anyone in Justice League, if not everyone in Justice League. (laughs) And uh, so I was just like, oh, I want to see more of them. I want to see more of like the superhero versions of these characters and see them team up to do other stuff. And to speak to your point about the action, I actually liked not necessarily the action, but I liked that Sandberg knew he wasn't the best action director and the movie's pretty light on action beats until the end where it kind of has to be heavier yeah. on that stuff and so i thought he did like a passable job and i think he played to his strengths more with the horror stuff obviously mm. and he was like I'm, i me mean, let me make it crazy mm. right and i kind of appreciated that he showed enough restraint to be like, I'm a little out of my element. Let me, like, just get my feet wet with how to stage this stuff. I'm not going to go super elaborate with it. Yeah. So I think he did what he could with, one, by one, being self-aware about what his talents are in that field, and two, having to make it an action movie, at least at the end.
3: Yeah. What would you think? I I enjoyed it a lot. I just think it might have been a little too long in the tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in general, I, I liked how they kind of reasoned out that, they need to extract the seven deadly sins from Mark Strong's eye to, mm. you know, kill him because he has his source of power or whatever. I think that was done well. And I liked how, like, the kind of last conversation between um, uh, Zach Levi versus Mark Strong to kind of coax the envy, the last that was great. sin out of his eye. Like, yeah. Like, making fun of him. Like, I feel like that worked really well. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. a good point. Like, he was able to logic out, like, okay, these
0: are probably the people who they are. Mm-hmm. And then or the demons who they are, not people. And, okay, how do I get envy out of there? And it's like, oh, make him envious, Make him want to show up. And so he just, like, he kind of played to his little man syndrome, right? And and got him out of there. And I was like, that's great! And then using the Shazam power to, like, I thought that was really,
3: like, clever. It was clever.
0: Um, Using the Shazam power to, like, hit him with the lightning, Mm -hmm. and I don't
2: know. I really liked that. Yeah, that was, like, one of the
3: best parts of that, the third act, I think. Well, and,
2: and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because it wasn't just about, like, we just need to punch this guy really hard. Dude.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. No, exactly. like like how some third acts. Just I do think it's a into... little arbitrary though, because like there were some moments where the sins like just become smoke and they can't punch him. And yeah, like, and then they
0: didn't. Is, like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And they this just stopped like, doing arbitrary. that. Yeah. yeah, like why? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense for Envy to not do that because he like got him angry enough to attack yeah. him and then caught him by surprise. Yeah, and but like. Shazam's the only character, like Zachary Levi. Shazam's the only character that had to deal with that, so he knew, like, I gotta catch this guy off guard. Yeah. So he got him angry enough to stay solid to, for the lightning
3: to hit him. Yeah, I guess that's what. And then,
0: but then when they were fighting, including the one that was turning into smoke, yeah, when they were before. fighting the family. They weren't doing that anymore. Yes. I also noticed that. Yeah, that was just
3: a little weird. Yeah, it was a little strange. And also, there's a weird moment where, like, the girl, the older girl, uh, Mary, was like, oh, we need to extract the seven deadly sins from his eyes. Like, how do you know this? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, she
0: called them the sins. It's like, and I, you I was like... no
3: know what? That that's what they are. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I had that, too. And I was like, did he just, like, monologue at them while he had them kidnapped? That's, that's why oh. I like, kind of reasoned out. But, yeah. like... but also... Yeah, well, and then if you're going to go down that rabbit hole, it's also like... Why didn't he just murder them? Yeah, because he just <laughs> clearly is okay with that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I don't think he had beef with every single board member at his dad's company outside of that they worked for his dad, right? Yeah. Mm. And so he murdered all those people. Like, why wouldn't he just go and murder this family?
2: They didn't have ten minutes to spare to go and show you them getting brutally murdered. <laughs> <them, so. laughs> That's true. <laughs>
0: That's true, but you know that I yeah. mean it's it was one of those not really it's a really big like, deal. Yeah. No, so, so yeah, it's kind of
3: like weird Yeah, yeah. You no, know,
0: she said she, yeah, she was like we got to extract the sins from his eye and I was like
3: Did you read that
0: in a book? <laughs> yeah. like,
2: was that on your college interview questions? You, where did you get that? Yeah, you know seven sins in your eye <laughs> Nopolis, the book the what yeah, it's cry reading pre college
0: <laughs> the new book from Mike Warrior,
2: Seven yeah. Scenes in Your wow. <laughs>
0: Um But yeah, I, I, I there are worse movies, and yeah. I thought it was great, man. Like, I really, really had fun watching it. Um, I think the whole cast is really charming yeah. as children and adults, and I think they threaded the needle with Billy's arc really nice, mm-hmm. um, where you do actually like him by the end. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I thought it was really great. I, I liked how... I thought the movie had a good sense of, like, setting stuff up early on and then kind of paying it off later. Yeah. I felt like there weren't, like, too many, like, loose threads mm-hmm. yeah. of stuff. Like, I liked how, like, spheres were kind of important to everything. It didn't mm. really, like, mean anything necessarily in a larger thing. But, like, you know, no, the, eight didn't ball, think about that. the eight yeah. ball was, like, mm. you know, Thad's way into... The Shazam verse or whatever. Right. And then
2: the globe or the globe compass, the compass.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the eye was mm. obviously an orb, but it did it. It did it in a nice way where it didn't feel like get the shiny cube. Yeah. Right. And there wasn't like a sky portal, oh you know, it, God. it like avoided a lot <laughs> of those things or at least with the, uh, the MacGuffin, it was like cleverly hidden in Mark Strong's face to yeah. where you didn't yeah. like really think about it necessarily. Yeah. It almost felt like. To keep doing the 90s Will Smith sci-fi comparisons, it almost felt like the Orion's Belt thing from uh, from Men in Black. Um, You know, and I thought it all resolved really really nicely where it's like, we got it back and now we got to be the protectors of it and we have, you know, these things now. And then they kind of left it open for a sequel with obviously in the next movie they're going to have to they're all in the family of superheroes now but their parents mm. still don't know so I think that can give them somewhere interesting to go. Yeah. Also there's six seats filled yeah. but there's seven wizards so we have room to kind of expand it without going like too too crazy mm. Ren can add a new character that's going to be the seventh mm. wizard or whatever and so I think they did a lot of really smart things for like cleverly like disguising the sequel setup and franchising of of this movie that makes it feel really contained. Like, it's still a yeah. satisfying story in and of itself, but you want more. I want more, at least. Oh, yeah, i watched
2: one, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, it's pretty good, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, take the family if they're 10 and above. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or if they're bred on 80s and 90s. Yeah, or if you're,
0: if you're if 6 or 7-year-old, has seen probably, like, Men in Black and Independence Day. Yeah. And, raiders and Jurassic Park. I think they'd be fine. Right. Yeah, um which I mean
2: you should be showing your kids that stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: actually agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with that. Um it was it, it kind of did remind me of Jurassic Park like watching it as an adult cuz mm-hmm. like I saw Jurassic Park a bunch when I was a kid, then I didn't see it for a lot of years, and then when I was 16 I went and revisited it and I was like this is way scarier than I remember it. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> and uh so I think if you like if you are one of those like 90s kids that is kind of giving your kid that same experience, I think you could probably take a younger kid to it mm-hmm. because yeah. it very much feels steeped in those movies. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, if they haven't, proceed with caution. It's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. Um, it's, it's dark, but it, it is no darker than those other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, do you guys have anything else to add about Shazam?
3: Best DC movie since Dark Knight Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. agree with that too seems like it's the one I kind
2: of knew exactly what it was doing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really well written structurally, man. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. like, put together well. Mm. Um, like I said, I just felt like there was things that... And, and I meant to make notes of this, and I totally forgot. But there's, like, things that they set up that they pay off later on in the movie. Yeah. And pretty consistently.
2: Yeah. You know? And I liked that. I like when a movie does that. Well, and just to harp on, like, the origin story thing... <laughs> oh, yeah. A little bit more. Um... I'm glad we talked about the 90s movies too because what is Men in Black if not a just origin story for like Will Smith's character? It's a comic book movie. Yeah, I mean like but like most most stories the first of anything is an origin story for whatever the character that is. Yeah. So like what you're describing is like character arc (laughs) you know (laughs) this person starts off one place and like learns something about themselves or some power that they carry and learns how to wield it and you know use it if for good uh that's that's a standard storytelling technique. Captain yeah. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You don't like just start off with like this stuff or expect right? you learn it halfway through. I
0: mean, you can do that yeah. in the hands of someone like Spielberg, right? Like right. Raiders of the Lost Ark, like he is already Indiana yeah. Jones when we meet him.
2: Right, yeah. That movie's not telling like a really necessarily a story about you know, Jones becoming of age, or yeah, age. we don't get
0: that till the third one,
2: right? Yeah, it's just like like a, a serial that, like, you know, Spielberg and Lucas liked. That you know, yeah. it's like a, a, a rollicking adventure kind of thing, You yeah. know, um, so it's going for something different, but like, if you're gonna go and forge your own path on that kind of thing, then like, think about what are you trying to achieve then, because yeah, I don't feel like Captain Marvel knew what it was doing with that stuff, other than let's just not do it the normal way <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 we've done it so many times the normal right. way that we can't right but shazam kind of proves that there's still legs in doing it the normal yeah. way you just got to think about it
1: yeah, yeah um, exactly
0: and it's like really it, it, once again really cleverly like kind of packaged yeah right like it's it, it it feels like an origin and you know it's an origin but oh, it yeah. doesn't hit this it hits the same beats mm-hmm. but in a different way it's just got a cool angle on it where mm-hmm. it's like big I also liked the little reference to the keyboard in Big. I felt like it wasn't... It oh, was, I haven't seen
2: Big in a long time. So.
0: It was, well, the the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. The, the where they're standing on the keyboard. You know, I right. felt like it was enough to be like, we know, but yeah. it wasn't, like, as on the nose as the Ferris Bueller thing mm-hmm. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Where they're, like, watching it on TV, yeah. and then it cuts to him doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. This was like, he steps on the keyboard, and he's like, what? And then you hear Mark Strong, like, on the on the keyboard coming after him. So you get this little moment of, like, oh, I see.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know? And I think that's really good... Uh, like fan servicey stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I liked that a lot. Because I mean it's pretty obvious that they were the pitch was big but superheroes. Right. Um and so seeing them kind of be like, yeah we get it, guys. But also not being like, hey, remember because it's uh, yes. It's been, the same thing. Do you get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> so I thought yeah, I thought that was good. And yeah. then just like I thought that scene in the toy toy store was hilarious where he was just like Batman <laughs> and yeah. like throwing yeah. throwing this other superhero toys at him. But <laughs> so that was really clever and like I don't know. It was it was it was really entertaining, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's a really fun movie to watch, especially like it kind of in the lead up to Endgame, right? If you want to see something, you I highly recommend seeing this movie. I think yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um so yeah, go see sh- go see Shazam. Uh is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No. Nope.
2: Yeah, that's it
0: um Do we have anything at the Fox? Not till next month.
2: Yeah, we got Rocky, right? We have yeah, rocky? yeah okay. rocky next month. Yeah, that's next month. Yep. That oh. is the 27th?
0: No. That's Memorial Day. Is that Memorial Day?
2: It might be. What? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> dang. Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, they are doing up and smoke for uh 420 hashtag blaze it but uh, <laughs> and then, so i i did schedule uh I did schedule Ricky bird of Ricky bird jr of hectic films to do that um so that'll be fun uh he's he's a fun funny guy so you should uh you should go see him introduce that uh I think that's the only introduction we have scheduled yeah in April um that is next Monday the 15th so yeah go go to that and support your local theater um they hit the goal the the clock tower is fixed now you can see it all lit up at night which is cool um yeah i don't think we have anything else uh formative filmography is back on a regular recording schedule uh very 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 regular we have episode two came out last week episode three is out this week and then episode four will be out in two or three weeks. I'm not sure. We're recording it this weekend, though. So we are recording them actively and getting them out to you guys. Uh, it was really nice to kind of knock the dust off of that show and sit down with Corey and talk about, um, oh gosh, Inception and LA Confidential. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, feedback on that has been great. So thank you guys for that. Um, I don't know how regular it'll be. I'm going to be on Keanu Believe It Um, relatively soon in the next couple weeks. I'm going to be talking about a Keanu movie from 2016 called Exposed. It's real bad. So (laughs) if you want to hear me talk about a bad Keanu Reeves movie you should check that out. A bad Keanu Reeves movie that nobody's heard of. Um, (laughs) The best. Completely disavowed by its director. Which is real interesting. Um, There's a real interesting story behind that movie. It is unfortunately not as bananas as i wanted it to be based on the behind the scenes drama but i can also understand why why he would have decided to have his name pulled from the movie mm-hmm. even though it's not like it's bad like i don't want to yeah. say it's not bad but it's not like a complete disaster right Where yeah. like like it looks like a movie it had sounds really bad but it like like the shot composition is good yeah. you know it's not like a complete train wreck it's bad but it's not like, what is happening? <laughs> um, it's silly and dumb, mm-hmm. but that's it. Uh, but to also, like, having heard what the original idea was versus what how it came out on the other end, I can totally see how he was like, uh, nope, not the movie I wrote, so I don't want to be a part of it. But you'll hear all that on uh, Talk Film Society's podcast feed. Uh, they're real cool people. I've worked with them several times in the past. Um, <clears throat> get ready for May. It's going to be a lot. You guys, it's going to be a lot. So much. It's going to be real busy. I'm really excited about it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah, we got Detective Pikachu in May. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3. Don't act like we're not doing an episode on John Wick Chapter
2: 3. Um, Headshot. 25,000 number 25,000 Dude,
0: they showed footage of it at CinemaCon this week and someone tweeted that they stopped counting after 11. Yes. And it was a 4-minute clip. So good. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> also, they said that a dog bit someone in the balls. <laughs> Give me that movie. slam that movie right in my face. Uh Aladdin, we're going to cover that crazy business. Um <laughs> and then Godzilla Godzilla, yeah and then I'm gonna be on Feelin' Film in May to talk about Rocketman because apparently my niche over there is troubled gay British singers from the 70s (laughs) because I was on there for the Bohemian Rhapsody episode too. oh also um I just gotta put this out in the world because not enough people are talking about this I took my parents to see Dumbo yesterday and it's uh it's pretty good actually I didn't mind it Tim Burton's made way worse he's made way better but he's made way worse uh Michael Buffer is in this movie, you guys, the the boxing announcer guy, and he says, let's get ready for Dumbo! And I wanted to kill myself. It's the most WTF thing I've ever seen in a mainstream movie. I couldn't believe it. Like, I looked around like, we're just going to let this slide as okay. Sounds good. Then he did it a second time. And I was like, okay, we're... We're still just gonna let this happen, alrighty. Uh, I told three people about that in over uh, text message, and none of them believed me. And two of them googled it. <laughs> it was, hey, Michael Buffer's in uh, in Dumbo, and he says, "Let's get ready for Dumbo." Like, let's get ready to rumble. And all of them were like, "That's no." They were like, that, "There's no way that happened." I can't believe that happened. <laughs> so yep i needed to get that off my chest man i thought about that constantly yesterday when we were sitting in the theater all i could think about before the movie started not a joke i was just like michael bufferson let's get ready for dumbo what the hell anyway that's all i have to say that's it um until next time we're the bad guys let's get ready to dumbo (laughs)